So this morning, um, several things uh, on my mind. I want to talk about kind of foundations in our lives, and I've been lucky enough uh, or fortunate enough in the homes that I have uh, owned or lived in, we've never had faulty foundations, but I know people who have, and it's a real hassle when your foundation is not um, solid and there's trouble with it. There's a lot of work involved. And it got me thinking, uh, when it comes to our lives, how we live, how we navigate through the world, it becomes apparent, I hope, uh, later in life, that um, our foundations, emotionally and spiritually, may have some flaws to them. And often we don't recognize them uh, as such uh, because they're normative to us. Like my, my neuroses pretty, seems pretty normal to me because I live with it every day. Uh, but it may not seem as normal to y'all. And so these things begin to manifest themselves a bit. The foundational ways uh, that we've built and been conditioned in our lives and we've learned how to cope. What are some of these? Uh, perfectionism. Hello. I would, if we had a show of hands, almost all of you would raise your hand. Perfectionism. I know I suffer from it. Everything's got to be just right or somehow there's something wrong with me. That I didn't handle everything just beautifully and uh, there was no problem at all. You may think less of me. I may think less of myself. Control issues. Well, that doesn't happen here. Uh, the need to be right regardless of the cost. Ouch. I know I've been down that road a number of times. What meant more to me than anything else was that I was right. Uh, I was willing to hurt people just so I could be right. The inability to face conflict. I just sweep it under the rug. I'll just... So I'll just go along with it. I, just, I will be a, a peacemaker because I cannot stand the fact that there may be some conflict. So um, I will just continue to stuff my emotions and be resentful inside, and I'll grin from ear to ear on the outside, and you have no idea what kind of volatile bomb you're dealing with. That may have struck a nerve. Finally, the inability to create or respect boundaries. Um... Always saying yes. It's hard to say no, but creating those boundaries. No, actually, I don't have the capacity to do this right now in my life. Or um, those people, maybe uh, you know someone like this, uh, people who don't respect boundaries. Oh, they don't care if you've said no. They're only going to hear yes. And so they'll just march right through any boundaries you try to create. So these are just some of the foundational things that begin to emerge in us. And what I want to think about today is... Uh, foundation, um, foundational things as we understand ourselves and our identity. Um, we didn't read this today, but do you remember Jesus when he told the parable about building your house upon the rock versus on the sand, right? It uh, speaks for itself. If you, if you build your house on the sand, uh, the, the house is likely to fall down, but you want to build your house on the rock. So rock is going to be a recurring theme for us for the next few moments. What Jesus obviously was getting at was digging, the, a person digging um, 
deep until the foundation for their life, he's obviously not being an architect here or an engineer, except for spiritual and emotional uh, health, that when we build the, our lives, we build upon a, a sturdy foundation of the rock so that the storms, as they come, because they will come, there's no avoiding them, our house, our lives can withstand the onslaught. So the question then is, what is that rock that we're supposed to build upon? It's going to give us this strong foundation for our lives. Well, um, we could actually probably do this for over an hour and just have a discussion about it. But one of the, someone might answer, well, it's morality, you know, and often our, our faith becomes equated with morality or ethic. If you'll just kind of live life and do the right thing, that's the rock there and, and everything's going to be okay. And it sounds good, but that's actually not the rock of our faith. Listen to Isaiah. This is from the 51st chapter. Listen to me, you that pursue righteousness, you that seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were hewn and to the quarry from which you were dug. So this image of uh, being hewn from rock. And what did we hear today in our gospel reading? The very last line, Jesus meets Simon, son of John, and he says, you now will be called Peter, Petros, rock. But actually, that word Petros means a portion of rock, which has been hewn from Petra, which is the rock. It's hearkening straight to Isaiah there. What is he saying? Remember from where you come from. Remember whose you are. You are part of this rock, which is God. You have been hewn from that rock. That's what Isaiah is saying. Look to the rock from which you were hewn, to the quarry from which you were dug. This is the foundation upon which we will build the church, but also upon which you will build your lives, is remembering where you come from that you belong to something bigger and greater than yourself. Deuteronomy 32, you were unmindful, though, of the rock that begot you and forgot the God who gave you birth. Again, that rock imagery, that we've forgotten where we come from. And I would propose that this really is one of the um, major thrusts of what Christianity is about, that we recover uh, the clarity and the understanding of where we come from. Connected to God. And of course we see it in Jesus who stands in solidarity with humanity at every turn, right? Even going to the cross and standing in solidarity with us in death. Showing us, you are part of me. Why is that important? Because so often in our faith we think, I'm over here and God's over there and I've got to figure out how to get over there. And that's, Jesus is saying, no, you're from, you're part of us. You're from there. You don't have to try to get back. You just need to see that you're included here. And what excites me about this is the other reading that we have today from Corinthians. To the church of God that is in Corinth. Well, that sounds like a throwaway line. 
Is there really anything we can glean from that particular line? <clears throat> Church. You've probably heard this before. The Greek word there is ecclesia, and often it gets translated as assembly or gathering, which it has those connotations uh, that we are the ones who are gathered. But it's actually hearkening to something much deeper, to foundational stuff. Y'all know I do this all the time, but this is what floats my boat. Ecclesia, compound word in Greek, ek, ek. It means out of. It's got origin connotations. It's a uh, preposition that says, this is from where you come. Ek. Ecclesia. Ecclesia from the word kaleo. To call by name, a surname, to discover your true identity. What is ecclesia then? Discovering where you come from and whose you belong to. This is your name. This is who you are. So, to the church, to the gathering that is in Corinth, yes. But to the ones there, you are part of this rock. This is from where you originate. You belong to us. You're part of this family. It's exactly what Jesus is doing when he renames Simon to Peter. You need to remember from where you come from. So let me tell you a, a story which I think will help illustrate this a bit. Uh, South Africa, an eagle had been in captivity for over 10 years in the zoo. And the time came when they were going to release this eagle back into the wild. And they went up on top of uh, this mountain and opened uh, the cage. And the, uh, the folks who were attending to that eagle were standing there uh, on pins and needles. They can't wait to see this eagle take off in flight. But the eagle doesn't move. Well, they begin to nudge this eagle towards the open cage door, and it seems like, well, maybe we can get the, the eagle out of the cage, but what? It's hard to take the cage out of the eagle. They finally get the eagle out, standing on bare rock near a cliff, and they wait, and they wait, and the eagle just sits there until across the chasm they hear the call of another eagle crying through the air. The eyes of the once captured eagle lit up and it soared off into the wild blue yonder to live life as it was supposed to live. It had forgotten where it came from. It had been caged for so long. And that's why I opened as I did with these things that we deal with that often manifest themselves, um, control issues and whatnot. We've been caged within these things for so long and we still have to deal with them, but we can come to identify ourselves and think, that's exactly who I am. But you're part of something much bigger than that. To be able to soar and fly in unrestricted space, that's why we were created. I don't know if that uh, lights a fire under you, but it does me. 
that I've been created for something much bigger. That when we hear that familiar voice of our origin, that resonance like a tuning fork, like that eagle that heard the other eagle call to it, when we hear about who we are in Christ and that we were created with uh, purpose and with meaning to be included in this family of love, something begins to go off in us and the doors are open and we begin to go out and live life the way we were intended. Not that we won't struggle. The eagle's uh, challenges are not over just because it began to fly. Oh, it'll face plenty of challenges but it knows who it is. It always goes back to that. So this is much grander than uh, an understanding of church than just gathering or assembly. This is why we come together. To hear once again that call of God to us in our lives, our call of origin and to support one another in our lives in flight and through the challenges which will absolutely come see us. The rock from which you have been hewn, that is your foundation, and that is your identity. Amen.